0: Good morning. I'm Bikuni Wimala, or Ayawimala, and today is August the 29th. I just, uh, as I opened Facebook to, uh, on my phone to start this this morning, I saw that Ayakusama, Bikuni Kusama in Sri Lanka, died, and I guess she died this morning or last night. She had been hospitalized a few a few weeks ago, or maybe even less with COVID. But she was 92 and was actually the first, along with Aya Sudarshana, who's in Florida now, and also one of my first uh, preceptors as a seminary. and again, was at my ordination in Sri Lanka. Um, Ayakusama was the first Bikuni to. She helped in the research to uh, show why Bikuni should be ordained again, and they had not that lineage had not died out. And she was uh, she she was important to me. I met her when she was visiting the states. I met her in Chicago, and then at my ordination, she was the preceptor in Sri Lanka. And it was wonderful to see her again. And uh, she was very important as a Buddhist teacher. And the story of her life is fascinating. And her her big family, and she has a center in Sri Lanka. So she will definitely be missed. She's a big part of the Bikuni history, in this. In this, uh, these last two centuries. So, uh, she was a wonderful person and a very intelligent woman. So it's good to see. Hi, Steve. It's good to see people. I would like to be. I wanted to tell you what day we're on in our pilgrimage in India. So, on Friday. uh, Let's see. Our last day, I did day two, the most beautiful girl of the land. And that was about <laughs> keeping balance. <laughs> we will develop and cultivate mindfulness of the body, make it our basis and fully perfect it. That was day two. And today, okay is day three. So our reading is, and again let me remind you what I'm reading these days. This is a book, A Pilgrim's Companion. This is put together through many trips on the pilgrimage to the to the, the Buddhist sites. And um, these are the sacred sites. So it's where the Buddha was born, where he attained supreme enlightenment, where the Tathagata set in motion the wheel of the Dhamma, and fourth where the Tathagata attained Padi Nibbana. So as you go on the pilgrimage through these parts of uh, India and Nepal, it's traditional for pilgrims to um, at each of these sites they read Dhamma, they might keep a diary or a journal and Ken and Isaka Kawasaki, who who are uh, who lived in America for a long, long time in Washington State, I think, and then they moved to they moved to Sri Lanka and they live there now. And they're very they do incredible work and they um, have beautiful books that they have edited and designed and written and. Uh, And drawn, they're both they're both artists. So, this book, A Pilgrim's Companion, is a book I read many years ago, and I really treasure it. And I thought it might be good. We can do a thirty-five day uh, tour of India just from our own homes, and there is a reading and a reflection for each day. So, you kind of, I think we're still in the, the birthplace of the Buddha. And what I recommend you do, you can just, if you want to, go ahead and close your eyes like you're meditating, just imagining yourself in India, maybe sitting on a nice rock, just watching, um, or on a bench, just looking at a beautiful sight and imagining how it would have been during the Buddha's time and listening to stories that your guides might tell you. And if you're with a group, especially if you're with a group of Buddhists, you would you would have readings and you would learn more about the site and about the story by reading things uh, from the suttas. So, so while we're at the Buddha's birthplace this is day three. Now I will read, a very, it's a very short passage, and then there are reflections. Let me see if I've got my pages right. Yes, okay. And the reflections can help you during your practice. Uh, so if you want to, just meditate through this entire me reading, and then when I finish the reading, we'll just sit with our time. Day three, and the first is the reading, the three divine messengers. Make sure the volume is up. Okay. There, the Buddha said, there are three divine messengers. Imagine a person of bad conduct in body, speech, and mind. On the dissolution of the body after death, that person is reborn in hell the warders of hell seize him by both arms and take him before Yama, the king of death. Your majesty, they announce, this man has no respect for father and mother, nor for ascetics and Brahmins. He did not honor the elders of the family. May your majesty inflict due punishment on him. King Yama asked him, my good man, didn't you see the first divine messenger appearing among humankind? No, sir, he replies, I did not. Didn't you ever see a woman or a man, eighty, ninety, or a hundred years old, frail, bent like a roof bracket, crooked, leaning on a stick, shakily going along, ailing, youth and vigor gone, with broken teeth, with gray hair, or bald, and with wrinkled and spotted skin? yes sir i saw that didn't it ever occur to you an intelligent and mature person i too am subject to old age and cannot escape it let me now do noble deeds by body speech and mind no sire it did not i was negligent well you will be treated as befits your negligence Then King Yama asked, my good man, didn't you see the second divine messenger? No, sire, I did not. Didn't you ever see a woman or a man who was sick and in pain, seriously ill, lying in his own filth and having to be lifted up by some and put to bed by others? Yes, sire, I saw that. Didn't it occur to you? Didn't it ever occur to you? I too am subject to illness and cannot escape it. Let me now do noble deeds. No, sire, it did not. I was negligent. Well, you will be treated as befits your negligence. Then King Yama asked, My good man, didn't you see the third divine messenger? No, sire, I did not. Didn't you ever see a woman or a man, one, two, or three days dead, the corpse swollen, discolored and festering? Yes, sire, I saw that. Didn't it ever occur to you? I, too, am subject to death and cannot escape it. Let me now do noble deeds. No, sire, it did not. I was negligent. Through negligence, my good man, or my good woman, you fail to do noble deeds by body, speech, and mind. Well, you will be treated as befit your negligence. That evil action of yours was not done by mother, father, brothers, sisters, friends, or companions, nor by relatives, Dewas, ascetics, or brahmins. You alone did that evil deed, and you will have to experience the fruit. And that's from Anguttara Nikaya 335. Those are the three messengers. And this is the reflection for this day three: subduing anger. So if you're not sitting in meditation posture with your eyes closed, this is a good time to do it. And this is from the Anguttara Nikaya 5, 161. The reflection is subduing anger. When anger arises, there are five ways by which one can subdue it, and by which one should wipe it out completely. When anger arises, one should develop loving kindness toward the other person. When anger arises, one should develop compassion for the other person. When anger arises, one should ignore the other person and not pay any attention to that person. When anger arises, one should direct one's thoughts to the fact of the other person's being the product of his or her kama this person is the owner of her kama heir of her kama born of her kama related to her kama and abide supported by her kama whatever kama she does for good or for evil to that she will be the heir these are five ways by which one can subdue anger whenever it arises and by which one should wipe it out completely. So the first, remember the especially that first recommendation whenever we feel anger the first thing to do is feel metta towards that the person we're angry with so why don't we sit together if you like you can have an image in your head of sitting looking at a beautiful uh, part of the buddha's journey and being in the being in the place where the buddha lived and just having the opportunity to see that history. Or you can just have a clear mind, and let's sit for a little. Just be aware of the body breathing. Your mind and your body just relax. You want your body to feel awake and attentive. So we want the body to relax. We may have lots of tension in our lives. You may be worried about the future. You may have friends you're worried about because of where they live or the conditions that they're undergoing wherever they live. And send your thoughts to them, your best thoughts, your loving thoughts, not only to the people and the beings you know, but to all people, all beings. The same way we practice towards ourselves, we practice towards all other beings. And if we have anger or resentment rising, the first step is to send metta. We can send metta from a distance. So we begin by generate those feelings of kindness, friendliness towards ourselves, because we know these are things that we want to live a happy life, to feel good about ourselves, to be good to ourselves so we know other people want the same thing. May I be well. May I be content. May I experience true happiness. May I feel safe. May I live at peace with myself and at peace with the world. Now think of your loved ones, your family members, your dear friends. Maybe your pets are in this category, that's okay. Sometimes we're angry with our loved ones. We're so close to them. We have expectations. Remember life is short, life is precious. And why do we want to waste our time being angry with someone? Why do we think that's important? See if you can let that go. Let the anger go. It hurts, anger hurts each of us personally when we feel it, probably much more than it hurts the recipient. They may not even know we're angry. It's hard to carry anger around when we recognize when we recognize how painful it is for us. May all my loved ones be well. May they feel safe. May they be content. May they know true happiness And may they live in peace with themselves and with the world. And now just move out thinking of all of the other people in your life. the people you know well, the people who you just recognize in your daily journey, and then all the strangers you see in your life, people you haven't gotten to know yet. You wish them well. May you be well. All of the people in my life whether I really know you or not, or maybe you're even a stranger to me, but you're in my rather contained world. May you feel safe and may you be at peace and may you find true happiness. Now just feel this quality of metta growing within you. Just allow it to radiate out from you in all directions. and allow it to extend without boundaries out around the world, out into the universe. May all living beings, human and non-human, be free from fear and worry and anxiety. May all beings be free from hunger and thirst, and from all of the extreme weather conditions, lack of water, the fires, the floods, everything we're experiencing in the world And may all beings be able to care for themselves or be cared for lovingly by others. And may all beings be at peace. So let's all carry this metta into our lives today. Remember life is short and precious, and it's, it isn't worth being angry, it isn't worth holding resentment towards anyone. So carry it with you, carry metta with you all day, all night, and just remember Just remember how precious everything is, and how precious this human life is for us. And send all of your good thoughts to anyone you know who is ill, or people you know who are, who are in the midst of being born or dying right now. The world needs us to be vigilant, but not filled with anger, not filled with resentment. So have a beautiful day, and be the peace that we all want so badly. So someone's asking, what is METTA? It's M-E-T-T-A. And it means loving-kindness or, or goodwill. It's the quality of friendliness and wanting only the best for others, the same that we would want for ourselves. So we develop it within ourselves so we can spread it out to others. We don't, we don't have to um, hang on to anger We just practice this attitude of loving, friendliness, and goodwill. So have a beautiful day. I'll see you Tuesday morning.